Welcome to the Florida Versus Podcast. You know, I got one for you. Holy cow! The screaming of a one Peter Murphy and the wonderful tunes from Matt Harding, Telegangster on SoundCloud. Can only mean it's another episode of Florida Versus. Welcome back. I'm your host today and every day, Peter Murphy. Thanks for joining me on Florida Versus. First thing I want to say, after all the things that I've already said, Wapagetti's. <laughs> Wapagetti's. That is the name of the establishment that. Uh, Sarah and I mention later in the podcast today, my guest, Sarah Mazel, uh, a talented producer and writer, incredibly funny person, wonderful to chat with from wonderful Wheeling, Illinois, Wheeling, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. Uh, she's just absolutely fantastic to chat with a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Chicago, one of those incredible cities in the United States that uh, I wish I knew more about. Actually, you know what? I'm going to plan on going back to Chicago and definitely visit a little bit of Wheeling while I'm, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm around there, if I have the pleasure of going back. Now, thanks so much for um, paying attention to the podcast and purchasing some merchandise. We've sold on Tee Public our first 12 shirts. We sold, I believe, 12 shirts, or excuse me, 10 shirts and two hoodies, which is cool. If you want to rep the podcast, go for it. Uh, you'll hear that in the ads coming up. I'll spare you that time. And then, yeah, what's coming up for me? If you're listening on Friday, January 28th, you can see me in North Hollywood at the Good Night uh, for the Astrology Show this coming Sunday um, at 7 p.m. Then following that, I'm definitely watching Euphoria. Let me tell you that much. Um, then Wednesday, I'll be at Flappers in Burbank, uh, followed by uh, Bruise Brothers off Lancashire in North Hollywood. A couple upcoming shows. Follow my Instagram for that. What else is new? You know, as we go into this new season, what was this episode three, season three? I. It's becoming less Florida versus and more Florida curious. You know, I'm a little Florida curious. Like, you know, for those that haven't tuned in. The show's about comparing my hometown and my home state to the hometown and the home state of others. Um, always so curious, and uh, I had so many questions about Chicago and the scene there, and Sarah was able to answer all of them. So if you have any questions, hopefully they'll be answered here. Enjoy the NFT talk as well with me and Sarah Moselle after this quick commercial break. Okay, whoa, 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 what's the holdup? It's ad time. Oh, yeah. It's ad time. And let the good time roll. You know, since 2015, Totally Good Time has been making pop culture street style inspired by the 90s, 2000s, and niche entertainment favorites. Well, what do they got? Uh, how about bringing on Toro Sweatsuit? Check. Empire Records staff tee for Rex Manning Day? Check. New Girl True American Hoodie that features the design as the gameplay? One, two, three, four, check. 
Now go ahead and check out all of the original pop culture goods over at totallygoodtime.com. That's totallygoodtime.com. And use code FLORIDAVERSUS15 for 15% off your order today. That's code F-L-O-R-I-D-A-V-S-1-5 for 15% off your order today. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Add time. Do-do-do-do-do. Add time. Oh, man, another ad. Well, don't worry. This one will make you hungry. Margarita. Pepperoni Playboy, Guilty Party, Good Thing, Dreams Tonight, Beyond Love, Smoke Signals, Neon Moon, Springsteen, Talking Backwards, Crude Copy, Breakneck Speed. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you haven't had one of Lucky Nick's Pizza's Sourdough Neapolitan Pizza Pies straight from their wood fire oven. And you are missing out. Go ahead and follow Lucky Nick's Pizza on Instagram. That's at L-U-C-K-Y-N-I-C-K-S-P-I-Z-Z-A for the latest updates about their weekly mobile pop-ups in the SoCal region. It's Lucky Nick's Pizza. Nice little pizza, huh? All right, one more ad won't be so bad. Listen up, this is what we got going on. No shirt, no shoes, no problem. Well, if it is a problem for you and you need a shirt, then go ahead and scroll on down through the details of this episode and click on the Tee Public link. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C. That will lead you to the official site for Florida versus merchandise. Now, whether you need a t-shirt to wear in the pool, a mask to wear in the store, or a mug to tea bag, Tee Public has all of your needs covered with officially licensed Florida versus merch. Do you love the podcast? Do you want to wear it? Get officially licensed Florida versus merchandise at teepublic.com. I saw Jurassic Park way too young. I still have dinosaur Whoa. nightmares like at least once a week because I was <laughs> eight years old and he took me to the theater. And that is still like a very effectively <laughs> scary movie. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Sarah, well, yeah, when you're little, anything big is uh, scary. Yeah. So Sarah, everybody gets a song. Sarah Moselle, I hope she's doing well. Some songs are longer than others. Sarah Moselle, <laughs> producer, writer, performer, Midwesterner, Floridian to a degree. We'll get into that later. One, yeah. the only, the the person that you want at a party. Uh, the okay. very cool, the very fun, Sarah Moselle. Sarah, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Long yeah. time listener, first time guest. Um, <laughs> Welcome, welcome, <laughs> Thank welcome. You. Yeah, did you watch a bunch of, uh, like, you just watched whatever. Uh, like, your dad was like, I don't care. She can oh, come yeah. with me and watch whatever I want to watch. Yeah, or just in the living room. He would want, I'm trying to remember, Under Siege with Steven Seagal. Oh, Not all you have to say is Steven Seagal. For, like, a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, lots of uh, action movies. But, and so I've seen pieces of it, but I don't have, like, a, a, a good, I know, and I obviously know the plot from, like, cleaning pop culture but yeah yeah oh my gosh well uh all right before we dip into the uh the movie verse uh sarah we like to do plugs up top so is there anything that you'd like to draw listeners to check out any upcoming projects anything fun that you've seen lately anything uh you want to refer others to um i feel like everybody who listens to this podcast is probably already i was i was made aware of people who haven't seen hacks yet on hbo which is okay like so good it's a must watch Mm -hmm. um let's see i wrote a 30 rocks back in 2009 if anyone wants to email me i'll send it to them um, <laughs> uh right now i like find myself working in crypto i'm i'm doing nfts for fox and what? Uh, so check out the mask first it's pretty fun i like the art 
so it's good it's cool art so yeah check out oh my masters. so okay and and okay any other plugs nope those are my plugs all right i love it let's go over <laughs> um so hacks on hbo um you're watching of course lucia yes lucia and uh paul uh were the creators is that right paul w downs yeah. and mm -hmm. uh, uh lucia has one of those incredible names that uh doesn't require a last Beautiful. name though i do though i do yeah i do know she has one um are there any other single named people in comedy meatloaf was he was a stand-up no he wasn't uh, cut I, that. I would cut that <laughs> <laughs> well i mean whether he was or he wasn't he's just now, fresh top of head he was yeah yeah, well, yeah. um a lot of crying eyes at the buffet uh oh, recently um yeah. but uh, eliza eliza yeah eliza There's schlesinger that. now just yeah. goes by eliza i think I, I think she's earned it oh yeah absolutely yeah. but yeah lucia she doesn't go by a single name but she she's well equipped to uh and then yeah they created hacks and then they were um ucb people did you ever run into them around uh yeah know, like i mean i feel like if you were around and i was like very around from like 2008 to 2009 to like present day so yeah yeah people are around it's nice josh and i were just talking about that last night just how this is it this is where it's happening this is where everybody lives and works and hangs out and plays and it's kind of fun to be in hollywood i love living here absolutely oh my gosh yeah, yeah. two things number one uh that does that that's such an excellent point two things one don't you feel like when somebody uh, makes something so great like that or something that is so universally praised that not that you own a part of it, but you're like, oh man, I, 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 I have like a, a emotional investment in the success of this because, you know, I've seen these people come up or, you know, had seen them at a black box theater. Don't, don't you feel like, don't you sort oh, of feel that way? 100%. Like, um, Oh my God, I'm completely blanking on the name of the sketch team, but uh, the other two, which is also just like an amazing, amazing out of this world good show. With Drew Tarver. Right now. Yeah, with Drew Tarver. Mm -hmm. And like, he's been around, he's been knocking around forever shooting stuff and doing cool stuff. And he shot something in the house so, too. So oh, like, it's, yeah. it's so fun. And like, I love, I love it. Or seeing you on commercials. Every uh -huh. time, my parents get so annoyed when I'm like, Oh my God, that's, I know him. Oh, I know that person. But I put it out every time because it's so exciting. I'm like, oh, Mike got a commercial with uh, Kate McKinnon. And like, I love all of you guys and I love seeing everybody do well. It's nice. Also, also you bring up such a good point. Like, um, you know, in your discussion that you referenced with Josh just now, this is the place that it happens. You know, yeah. like uh, the internet's done a lot of things to change the trajectory of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and the way that I think about it is you look at Back to the Future and the sequels and what they expected the future to look like without any sort of idea of the Internet. And everything was just kind of like bigger and more physical. Maybe we had flying cars like the Jetsons or something. But like with the Internet, everything is um, almost like minimalized. And I feel like moving to L.A., is not like you can also be doing these things somewhere else. Um, though, though I moved to LA, uh, you know, when I did, because it was like 2011, because this is where it was all happening. And not only where it was happening, but like the best people were here, like the best comedians, the best actors were here. And that was happening. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that's, that's like some of well, that has come off or yeah. do, do oh, you think you sure. can do, do you think you can do for anything sure. anywhere now? Yes. And, and it's a good thing. It's a good yeah. thing because 
the stories are more diverse. There's more accessibility now than there ever has been before. We're hearing jokes like hacks and the other two mm. that are coming from people who have been in therapy. So it's oh, great. like, <laughs> like the jokes are, I don't know. It's, it's just, there's something really healthy happening in art, especially I think in, in television right now where they're telling these long form stories um, and they're hilarious, but there's these really important emotions like undergirding it. Like I think Hacks really gets there a lot about like what makes someone become like, what are the steps to like selling out as a comedian? And is she a sellout or is she like, it's just kind of staying in one place artistically mm -hmm. and because it's profitable and that's tempting. I don't know. And then you've got like this young upstart who's just like way ahead of herself. Right. Um, yeah, I could talk about hacks all day. It's really well, funny. But just to speak to like it being like all over the place now, I recently, because of the pandemic, spent six months living in my hometown if we're going to transition <laughs> yeah. with my parents and we were walking around with the dog one day and we went to like the forest preserve that's right by my house. I grew up like on the edge of a big, big forest preserve. And there were production signs everywhere and like PAs blocking off parking spaces. And I thought at first they worked for the forest preserve and I was like, oh, is it blood? Is that why you're blocking off these parking spaces? Cause there's a river, but no, they were shooting an Amazon show and it was like three blocks away from where I grew up. And the, my, the Catholic church where I went to like preschool and, you know, communion and stuff like that was where like base camp was. And they had all their base camp yellow signs out. And I was like, this is such a trip. This is like yeah. a real trip is like, I went all the way to LA for like 10 years and it's <laughs> right in my hometown now. And all I these, love that the yeah. Chicago scene is coming up like that. Well, with all these things, you know, the diverse voices that you're talking about and then like geographically, uh, all of the world is a set, you know, to paraphrase uh, <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, you know, and, and we do feel like an ownership or uh, of, you know, seeing other people succeed or like, like, hey, I saw them at a show with one time uh, and now they've got this show. You should check that mm -hmm. out. It's like we should all support each other. And like, you know, uh, high tide rises all ships. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There should be yeah. So much less competition. And I know you're, you know, you definitely advocate for your friends, which uh, or like a know. friendly competition, like, a, oh, you got it. I didn't get it. But like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm always happy when somebody gets something. Yeah, I right. love it. I'm happy to hear about your 30 rock spec in 09. No, you still <laughs> <laughs> but just one quick question about that. Uh -huh. uh, what is uh, did you <laughs> why why, I can probably remember. why in the spec <laughs> is uh alec baldwin twirling around a gun in the spec script that you wrote Ooh. <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh no on, <laughs> on to the nfts uh oh so, okay. god so um bear not i i know that everybody listens to this has a understanding uh, somewhat of nft how that's are how are you as somebody that is creating NFTs for Fox, as you mentioned, uh, how are you describing them to the uninitiated? Um, art, it's art. It's an art collectible. It's a numbered art collectible. So you're buying a print of art and it's not like other NFTs. And I feel like you should evaluate project by project because it's like the wild, wild west right now. Like there's some real 
scammy, scammy stuff, but this is really? super corporate. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's art. You're buying a piece of art. It's digital art. And yeah, sure. Someone could right click it or screen grab it, but I think people are sentimental and nostalgic. I mean, you run, you host this podcast about people talking about their hometowns. And I, I feel like this is kind of part of what you're talking about, a natural transition to like a di to digital goods and services, mm. which we've been on for a while. It's still really early. Um, people are calling this web three. A lot of scholars are like, we're pretty much still in web two right now, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's very uh, hypey and fuzzy to say web three. And it's well, exciting to work in yeah. that space. Yeah. Well, since you mentioned that, I've heard uh, from friends in that, in that, universe that there are rumors that some people want to create another version of the internet on a blockchain yeah above now they're is doing that, it yeah is, and that's happening is that overcomplicating things or is that just the next level of progression as far as technology and the internet as we know it yeah well they're selling it as the next level of progression and i think it's up to us to be really skeptical of that because we're learning a lot of lessons from web two, which was social media and how we ended up unintentionally building like anger machines That's <laughs> that true. people just log on to and make, I mean, I'm paraphrasing the Monica Lewinsky documentary. Let's plug mm. that. Cause everybody should watch it. It's very good yes. about how these companies have made it profitable to provoke people into being angry. And I think everybody feels a little bit angry right now. And mm -hmm. it, you know, it really amplifies that and, and sets you up to just feed that part of your brain as much as possible because it keeps you on, it keeps you engaging. So I think as we kind of see what people are building in Web3, I think skepticism is important. I think remembering what human values should be is really important. Remembering people that, mm. were, that were just, you know, monkeys and ultimately rocks that learned how to talk and feel yeah. and express our emotions. So I feel like I'm just, I'm over, <laughs> I'm over being angry online. I'm right. over being angry online. So what I'm looking for are solutions that help us move away from that. Yeah. That's, so that's what that, I'm looking for. Yeah. That's great and smart. And like, yeah, I guess the, you know, do you think we'll look back on this era of the internet, which I want to say for me personally, you know, I, I would, I would ask you to change the era based on what year you think it was happening. But for me, the era of the beginning of Facebook, say 0506 mm. to now-ish, where the internet is essentially maybe five, six websites yeah. and social media, as you're mentioning, uh, as the time where everybody built their own soapbox do you think that's how this era will be remembered yeah and I think if from a media perspective it's really interesting how siloed information has become like mm. we aren't watching hacks like it's like people are have like celebrities within silos information and they're people you've never heard of but you know in 10 years we're going to be getting start getting google alerts about these people's demise because they have communities that they've built in, on YouTube and that's legitimate and that's human connection. And I think that's what's driving this. But the problem is we built codes to drive profitability that also drive engagement, which engagement the code figured out, the code learned that Whoa. it just makes us angry. And it's like, make them angry. They love being angry. Yeah. So, yeah, but I feel like that's, uh, that's what's interesting about it. Well, two things before we move on to wonderful Wheeling, Illinois, your hometown. Oh. 
I feel like the way you're describing it, uh, the Wachowskis were uh, ahead of the game. 100%, uh, yeah. In the, with the Matrix. And then... On the trans uh, stuff and the and the tech stuff for sure just everything way yeah. ahead of the curve for sure yeah i might go back and watch cloud atlas uh <laughs> yeah never know uh never know <laughs> love a tom hanks movie honestly oh yeah <laughs> and then um so with nfts is it um simple to say like this is the next version of uh or the evolution excuse me of like art and say uh trading cards or yeah. fine art like and every everything in between I think what I think the place we're in right now is we're figuring out what it could be. Oh, and so a bunch of people are trying a bunch of different things. There's really cool stuff happening with co-ops uh, using using like uh, DAO communities. Just uh, gosh, no, I can't remember what DAO stands for. Autonomous organization, uh, decentralized autonomous organizations. So okay. there's a lot of power here, which is why you're seeing finance people and corporate people run towards it. Um, so I would advise anyone who believes in not corporate stuff to start learning about <laughs> it because um, yeah. they're going to dominate soon enough and we can, there's, there's power here, I think. So there's interesting things happening. That's why it's exciting to be learning about it. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of uh, in a different ball field, but uh, I, I believe it's part of the same conversation. I have a friend who happens to work um, for Square and he had told me that, um, you know, moving away from the old model of banks, Square and Cash App uh, have been able to identify that a lot of people, number one, don't trust banks, uh, particularly Wells Fargo after they create all those bogus <laughs> accounts, um, among others. They're all, they all suck. They all are laundering money for exactly really and, bad people and, and really not bad things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's always been the case uh, is what yeah. people are finding out. And then mm -hmm. people aren't trusting them. So there's no real savings account. People are stuffing money in their uh, mattresses. Mm -hmm. And the goal of Square and Cash App now is to eliminate banks entirely. Yeah. Uh, so that you're just banking from your phone right there, which is also I, I'm I start to feel like my grandma where I'm just like, what do you mean? You know, uh, no banks like what do you mean it's all yeah. on my phone i haven't been uh, to a bank in like years at this point i think really? the last time i went to a bank was december 2019 wow. yeah yeah well yeah i mean yeah i mean well yeah sort of <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah but yeah but if even the atm i've only been to like the atm like a few times but but because like here's what here's the other part of it money is like only works because we all like believe in it and are like it's just like everybody believe in this money and so I think also the other part of this is when money just becomes like points in a digital space especially for people our age that are I think elder millennials or I'm definitely an elder millennial um mm -hmm. but it's uh it's like okay if we're just talking about like digital points it's not like a physical thing I see but it's real to everybody else and people younger than us it just kind of underscores what the lie of currency is. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I hope it makes people start to question, like ask like bigger questions about why we structure our society in this way, because point. Well, sh shut it down. <laughs> shut it all down. Shut, it, shut down. it all down. Lock it down. I'm saying <sighs> lock everything down forever. That's what people say. I want. You, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? I'm saying lock it down and uh, just, slow the spread for two weeks um yeah. <laughs> that's, we'll see how that works all right well 
uh, I'm sure we'll get back into some NFT yeah. talk and, and whatnot. But yes, I'm an uh, economist now is the point. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> By way and, of improv. <laughs> an internet economist. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, Sarah Moselle, please tell me about your hometown of wonderful Wheeling, Illinois. Um, Wheeling, Illinois is located in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Um, if there's no traffic, you can get to Chicago in like 20 minutes. But there's always traffic so it's usually more like two hours um for 90 minutes is like good if you're leaving at like three in the morning you'll get there yeah exactly uh, you can okay. get uh it's a beautiful city on a lake um smashing pumpkins have written of it very poetically they're from Ooh. there very proud of that um and uh yeah it's uh it's funny like you you'd say you're from chicago but you know, I'm not like, I lived in Chicago for a couple of years, but I'm not like from Chicago. I'm from the Northwest suburbs. I'm a sub, I'm from the suburbs for sure. So that's fascinating. I'm so like, um, when I'm run into some two people from New York and they're meeting each other, it's always, the conversation always goes, oh, I'm from New York. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, where are you from? Oh, the city. Where are you from? Upstate. Oh, what? Like the Bronx? No, uh, you know, Saugerties. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, oh, um, did you ever go to this lake? Yeah, wasn't that place next to that one bagel place? Yeah. And so there, it's always like this back and forth of like, well, do you know this bagel place? Do you know this pizzeria? <laughs> do you know this deli? It's kind of like, you know, if you, you know, saw the same person in a Barnes and Noble, be like, did you read this book? Did you read this book? Did you read this? When Chicagoans uh, or, you know, people from Illinois, meet each other what is that conversation like is what's that typically like and is there a um like a certain ownership of those that grew up in the city as opposed to those that grew up in the suburbs that say they chicago yeah i would imagine that they have a little bit of gatekeeping about that um and that's fine i mean it's true my mom grew up in edison park which is like a very north neighborhood of chicago it's like mm -hmm. right on the it's right by o'hare which is like also, if you look at a map of Chicago, O'Hare is like, and then this big bubble outside of it, because it's technically in the suburbs. Uh -huh. And actually, there's like a serial killer in that area, because the Chicago PD is the district of, and I just learned this, I just yeah, learned yeah. this like two years ago, that there's been an active serial killer in that area, which is like, again, 20 minutes from where I lived my whole life. <laughs> um, and they operate on like where Chicago, the O'Hare Chicago border meets the Rosemont city border, which is another suburb of Chicago, because there's like jurisdictional friction between the, the cops there. So it just, and also he, the, they prey on like people that society doesn't care about and thinks of as disposable. So, you know, and I love how cops are like, oh no, serial killers are these mad geniuses who lay traps for police. But really it's just like, they don't care to solve the murders of sex workers. Jesus. So, <laughs> yeah, this is a downer conversation, <laughs> but, but like imagine, and, and I feel like that's a really big part of where I grew up. Chicago is a very segregated city. Um, it was a lot of redlining to keep black people and uh, like, and uh, early immigrants, the city, kind of siloed in ghettos mm. um, while white people moved to the suburbs and created these very white suburbs with redlined areas. Um, Interesting. To, after integration was like forced on people. So- And that kind uh, of, did, did that uh, gerrymandering or redlining, did that uh, change 
the geographical um, borders of Chicago, like literally, or just was it more? No, it was more just like these like kind of homeowner. It's, it's so like people, there I would see. be like local laws that would just be like, um, black, more explicitly kind of in the 50s, like black people aren't allowed to live here. And oh. then, it, then it was like, it became like, more kind of subtle stuff like oh pit bulls aren't allowed you're not allowed to rent if you have pit bulls you know so they they find like characteristics of cultures and then they say like oh that's not allowed here or like even currently in my hometown there's signs on every street all of a sudden that's just like no overnight parking so you have to have like a driveway and if you live there you know you can call the non-emergency line and be like my car's on the street and the, the, you give them your license plate number and it's fine interesting to park overnight but the idea is like oh if you're not from here you're not like welcome here and oh. i find that to be like really gross and creepy um yeah saw so many people like pull over get pulled over isn't it str- isn't it strange that the more you own like land or things you become a little more paranoid like it sounds like those people you know, are kind of like asking for that uh, as a layer of protection. But I mean, you know. Yeah, it's like this idea that like, oh, it's it's not nice looking to have like cars on the street. That is really what's underlying it is like this exclusionary mindset of like, we don't want that here. That's not here. But that said, it's more diverse now than it ever has been. There's like a huge Hispanic population, which was true when I was growing up too. But like, even more so, there's just like kids and families. And I saw like Black people walking around my neighborhood, which I had never seen a Black person outside of my own elementary school, like just walking around my town before. Yeah. So I love that it's like moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's nice to see it kind of having like a more there's like big apartment buildings now, nice apartments by the Mm -hmm. commuter train station to Chicago. And they've done a bunch with like the environment too. So there's these like wildlife areas and I've seen cranes. And so it's just nice to see it kind of moving away from like a sterile, you know, white flight suburb, which is really cool. How, uh, if if the drive into Chicago is really (laughs) two hours, how long is the train into Chicago? Oh yeah, because it stopped. I guess if you get the express, oh, I haven't taken the train in so long. We would every once in a while we would like go down to the art museum for the day, um, like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off situation. Yeah, kind of when we would like <laughs> skip in high school, like the three times we played hooky, because um, we were like such good. And then we would like go to a museum. Like that's what we like. Those are that's me and my friends. We're just like <laughs> big, big rulesy girls. Um, <laughs> But who's, your, really who's, your friend, who's your friend group? Who, like, what was, how would you describe oh. your friend group? Because I, I always get so jealous and I'm not, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but uh, in, you know, be, for myself being in the entertainment industry now, like I always get jealous of the people who are able to find their tribe earlier on. Like I, I played soccer and I still, uh, you know, have a lot of friends that play soccer and new friends that uh, have a love for soccer, but I didn't really invest in like the theater community or, or anything like that. Uh, when, I very well should have, um, but yeah. So who, how would you describe your friend group? Were you a super jock? It doesn't sound like it. Oh, we were like, <laughs> we were punky. Okay. I had blue, I had blue hair in high school. I was like, Whoa. okay. Billie, listen, Billie Eilish. Listen to anti-flag and nice. um, like all the, there was a pretty healthy pop punk scene in Chicago um, in those days. Like all, there's a bunch of drive-through band, drive-through records, bands, 
And then we had, my friends and I ran like a little scam where we had a zine. And so we would just uh, email and they knew how to set up, like my other friends knew how to set up a GeoCities page. So we had like a magazine <laughs> and I got this from a dude on AOL. It was just like, get into concerts for free. And it was like a PDF you could buy for 20 bucks. And it was 20 bucks for a high school students a lot. But I was like, this might be a scam, but I'm going to send him 20 bucks. And so I got a PDF of this is how you make a magazine and get press passes and photo passes to go to concerts. And we just did that. And honestly, we probably spent more money on film than we would have on tickets, but we got to go <laughs> backstage and like interview people. And yeah, it was that's so rad. fun. Yeah. You mentioned the yeah. pop punk scene and yeah. I have to assume that that was anchored by fallout boy and you had seen early yeah. fallout boy. Am I right? Oh yeah. Like real, like to the point where we were like mad that they got big because they're really great. I love Fall Out Boy, obviously their sure. music's really good. Um, but like, they were like not nice to us. So we were like, oh, whatever. No. We loved, um, there was a band called Knockout we loved. Alistair's mm -hmm. like the greatest. Those were the greatest guys was Alistair from Drive Through Records. Um, but yeah, there was Fall Out Boy shot their first music video at the Knights of Columbus in Arlington Heights. And we spent so long getting ready to go to that show that we couldn't get in. Oh no. <laughs> we were like late and it was, there were so many people there. And then we heard later that it was like a huge shit show that like, um, the stage like collapsed because there were so many people and the stage at the Knights of Columbus, we, I actually never saw a stage there, but it was just like a platform riser. It wasn't like. Cause I'm pretty sure it was only like, I could touch the ceiling there, but I remember oh mosh goodness. pits and we also, <laughs> all of us worked at a cheesecake factory, but not like the cheesecake factory, a cheese, like a place An where actual we, like, baked, factory of cheesecake poured and baked and topped. And I remember like patting the crust down into the pan. Like we would just spend two hours just like making hundreds of crusts for the next morning. So we would bring, um, the bands we would bring them cheesecakes oh cool so we got, we're in a couple we're in a couple liner notes actually from like indie bands in so Chicago for bringing cheesecakes. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh that's a perfect emo song like dear chicago thanks for the cheesecake or something like that <laughs> yeah the chicago cheesecake was yeah. so two years ago we're like we'll feed them then they'll talk to us it was like <laughs> our big scam to get boyfriends God, the, what a scam uh mm -hmm. i mean or a genius uh yeah. plan really we interviewed i have i think i'm pretty sure i have joel madden on tape it's like being really mean about nicole uh nicole ritchie and paris hilton which i think one of them is married to one of them now i don't know from paris, good charlotte paris is definitely not uh no no, no so i think I nicole think so. ritchie might be married to joel or benji from oh god this is there is back. Was. anyway yeah. but it yeah, was a what, fun time Oh my gosh, how exciting. And then yeah. so, so then, yeah, so you- <laughs> A guy I had a crush on saw me on stage at Warped Tour, which was maybe still the best moment of my life. Oh, uh, so Warped Tour would come through uh, Illinois. Like where would they, where would the fairgrounds be or what would they do? Oh, okay, I never so that was like, do. that was on the South side in Tinley Park. So it was, it was a okay. drive. It was a big Chicago. drive. It was Chicago yeah. proper, okay. No, it was, it was Tinley Park is like a Southwest suburb of Chicago. There's oh, a I lot see. of suburbs of Chicago, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, and that was like the big sub blink when you two there for the first time. That was oh. pretty cool. Was that, yeah. was that, I found that I, I just like remembering certain parties that I went to in Florida. Yeah. We were in, really into these bands, like, you know, follow by team back Sunday, uh, mm -hmm. Coheed and Cambria blink, that sort of thing. 
and <laughs> census fail and yeah. that and under census oath fail yeah and that yeah. was a fraction of the uh you know the people that were growing up around that time uh like that like would this because you know fall boy had become so popular or like the scene was you know what it was and it was like a major like you know chicago chicago area it's a major uh media like hub and like mm-hmm. a major city would that did did you feel like everybody was listening to the same music where you were growing up or did you feel like oh this is just uh our thing and then you're like wait fall boy blew up like no, we don't like, you know, that, I thought that was just Yeah, I do, I do think I was like really gatekeepy. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember being like, you're a preppy and like, oh, <laughs> we're just a poser. We don't want to be posers. But I feel like everybody, I think, I think you kind of have to go through that phase to get, I'm glad I'm not in that mindset anymore about like, right. oh, if somebody likes the same thing I like, it's bad. Or like they're not as good. Like I'm threat. I'm threatened by other people liking what I like. I'm, no, it's just like that's cool. That's great. More. Yeah. So, um, it's it is interesting though. I yeah, we were pissed when Fall Out Boy got famous because we didn't think they were like the best band who deserved that that we oh, knew. Oh, interesting. And also they weren't like nice to us, so we didn't like them. <laughs> but we that's called true. um we called Pete Wentz. We called him. Uh, we didn't know we couldn't I couldn't be bothered to remember his name for a long time so I called him Billy Zane for like a really long time and that's probably he look like Billy Zane like yes because he has those kind of like eyeliner eyes and I'm sure he was also wearing eyeliner (laughs) yes exactly my friends actually came and visited me in LA like my first year out here and we went like look looking for celebrities and mm-hmm. we they didn't see anybody famous except we pulled up to a red light and next to us was pete once and we're like we know him this is stupid <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't know know him but anyway and yeah. you're that's funny because you see him and you're like i recognize him oh my god that's billy zane what no yeah. that's pete Wentz. <laughs> yeah. uh, i actually played bingo at that knights of columbus recently with my parents and by recently like a couple years ago before all of the end of society um and they like wouldn't serve me because I had a California driver's license and I'm like, I've never been able to get alcohol here. This sucks. We You're were actually joking. straight edge. We were straight edge in high school. I'm actually remembering Did, that did you put the hardcore. X's on your hands yourself? No, I wasn't okay. like that. Um, but I was pretty like strident about that and like very judgmental of people who are like drinking or doing drugs. I was uh, just not a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and they were basically <laughs> discriminating on you because you had a California license when you went back there? They were yeah, because like, no, I think they were like, you. this could be fake. What? I Whatever. She, you know what? If that's her turf, that's her turf. That's what she wants to enforce. Like, I was pretty pissed at the time because I was tired and I wanted a drink, but. Uh, <laughs> These are the do? rules. Can't get served at the Knights of Columbus. Um, yeah. So then, so then, yeah. So you felt like this music <clears throat> was yours and I'm sure, you know, in the, you know, metropolitan area like chicago uh you must run into other people what were like what were the parties like uh there i, I can't say that we went mix? to like a lot of parties we went to a lot of shows mm-hmm. um together we hung out like every day like my group of friends we made movies with the camcorders just like when we were bored 
Oh, cool. Um, it was all very Pan 15, very innocent. Really? Like, I remember we interviewed a band once and they like invited us into their van and we were just like, okay. Oh, <laughs> and like, now cool. I would be like, do not go to the van, 14 year olds. And like your whole, we laughed about it because we're like, we just went right to their van, but there were four of us. So we felt okay about it. Yeah, so there's some. Reporter. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm taping this. I'm taping yeah. this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, video gosh. Tape it. I still have all the tapes and stuff. The videos are pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then, shows. So, so then your nights out were, you know, shows in very New York, innocent much in the scene. What we would drive past the- our our ho- the houses of the boys we had crushes on. It was all very, very innocent and sweet. We were, I feel very, I had a very sheltered, safe upbringing, which I'm now. It's definitely one of like the things I my takeaway when I spent so much time there this year was just how safe it was and mm. how so many people don't have that at all and how lucky I am to have like and our like my elementary school like libraries in every school we had a massively beautiful public library I mean mm. humble it's not like it was like a really rich suburb like we're surrounded by kind of wealthier enclaves of Chicago like yeah. Northbrook and Lakeshore and all those stuff all those, all those places but it's just like it's a humble neighborhood but and I think I always thought of it as kind of like a humble place but going back there I'm like wow there's so much wealth here and there's so much just resources for children you know and I wish everybody could have that because it was really very great it was awesome technology labs and computer labs and so many things so I went back this is an example of you can't really go back home but I uh a few years back, I went to my old high school. I don't know what I was doing. There. Actually, I think it was for a 10 year reunion because uh, there's no other reason for me to be out uh, of <laughs> high school. Uh, <laughs> and they had changed the library into a cafe and they were serving coffee. Like at your high school? Students, yeah. And then everybody was, and then the- God, did we have <laughs> coffee at school? I don't know, no. We mu- my our student our teachers that. our teachers would patronize us by saying like oh yeah you know i'm gonna have the, the, i had this one american history teacher and beyond the fact that he in uh, intimidated a lot of people into signing this is my senior year into signing up to register to vote as a republican uh, I, know, I know it was strange but beyond that he would tell us these stories or he would tell us these stories about speeding on the way to work and like how to get there and he's like yeah you're eating your he would patronize us by saying like yeah you're eating your cocoa puffs and i'm you know i've got coffee and then he would tell us stories and like yeah i've got this lawyer friend and we had a few root beers and then uh he lost a case of or something and we had more root beers i'm like dude what what we're supposed to be looking at american history but oh my gosh yeah but anyhow we had we didn't know there's no need for us to have coffee or i didn't feel like i needed coffee i didn't, I didn't drink coffee that. until college it's, yeah i didn't but, that's when i was like i need coffee now i'm very tired oh, i tried yeah i <laughs> tried and, but i yeah so so i go back there everybody has an ipad and the library wow. is now a cafe and not even really a computer lab but like there were a few computers to surf on there and because you don't need like a computer lab anymore especially if everyone has an ipad which textbook wise getting every kid an ipad is is cheaper it's just you have to make sure they don't get stolen or by their 
Oh, I true. Went lost, you know. But besides that, I think it's a great idea to get all the kids on tablets. I think I think if I brought home an iPad when I was in high school or at any <laughs> level, my People mom were like, "What is this? What is <laughs> exactly. this magic oh, yeah. glass?" <laughs> yeah yes exactly that yeah that's how people that's how time travelers would think about it if they came from like the 70s or 80s but my mom would probably take it and uh star play, trek, play games yeah. on it that is star we trek. live in star trek we live in star trek we're almost that's what i that's what kills me like gen z is so fucking cool like gen x did a really good job with their kids and they're just like no we don't accept this and we're walking out of school and they're you know they're generally i think the kids are like all right and okay. I'm happy that they're a part of this endeavor now. But, you know, I just feel like then they would raise like an even better generation. I feel like we're like three generations away from like actual Star Trek and like respect and dignity for all people. But <laughs> and what reaching kills Pluto. me though is I'm not sure that we're going to ever make it there. <laughs> so, you I know, mean, like the, if we are able yeah. to look back, yeah. I mean, you're talking three generations. I mean, really, the Earth is only going to exist for another 30 years. So are we going to make <laughs> it there? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned the, you know, you had been back uh, to your hometown in um, through the pandemic in, in this mm -hmm. pa past 12 months there. You said you spent six months there? Six months, yeah. What was, and you, and you noticed like how, how safe you felt. What, yeah. Where do you think, you know, as you now and as you then, where do you think that, safety came from because you know as you're saying that i'm thinking well you know the places that i would hang were safe however mm -hmm. um i was ignorant to a lot of my surroundings um yeah. like did you like and i definitely don't want to be like glamorizing the police state that it is because i don't no. think that's what makes it safe i don't think police make us safer i'm saying that Definitely not. I was allowed to be innocent of things. I, I was encouraged to be innocent of things. In many ways, I was raised to be very naive about things. And in a lot of ways, that is a gift not afforded to many children. Uh, mm. If you're thinking like globally, um, the things that they have to see and the things. And I, I didn't have to um really learn about this stuff until I like got out in the world and I was like why is this all so fucked up you know <laughs> and it's like right. oh okay because it's, this was actually came at what I experienced came at a great cost to other people um, and my naivety is like causing harm and I need to like learn about this stuff and figure out all of these things and I don't think it's safe necessarily because you know there were cops and all of that I think it's safe because resources were put towards making children feel safe and giving them lots of resources to learn and grow and there were many adults that cared about me and my teachers had the bandwidth to to care about their students and you know it's it's just um you see the system now when you go back you see the cost of it and how nice mm. it is and and what that means for other people too so you know i'm very yeah evaluating it now evaluating it now would you say it's as simple as financing education the way that it needs to be financed yeah i don't know why okay. we the whole idea behind tying school funding this is now like a political podcast sorry <laughs> i'm sorry no, 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 i mentioned i was angry um no, no but like, bad, yeah. i think i think tying fun, school funding to zip codes is fundamentally racist and meant to trap poor people in poverty mm -hmm. um and deny them resources to grow out of poverty and 
Um, I think police are, you know, part of enforcing that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of better ways to do stuff that would make things more equitable, especially for children. Um, so yeah, I came away with like an even stronger sense of this is how it should be everywhere. It should just be resources. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, if we're not investing yeah. in, in schools, then mm -hmm. like, what is the point of, or even green space, just having green space to like parks, uh, like parks and a mm -hmm. lawn and mm -hmm. not lawns or lawns are, but you know, <laughs> this huge forest preserve that separated my, the neighborhood in most of my town from the highway, you know, and all of the pollution of the highway. So just, you know, managing those things. And I think it's a very nice place to live, but it's not nice that other people can't have that too. You know, I think it's, I sound like a total idiot right now. <laughs> no, well, well like, yeah. The well, stories I, they, I think the stories they tell about themselves are a little flawed and I'm trying to give a more balanced, I'm trying to come to it now with like a more balanced perspective. I, that's what I, the work I'm doing, but I think, yeah. no, I think, I think you are. I have funny and, stories. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, when we'll get into the, one of those uh, shortly here, I'll give you the opportunity to, to, to go back on those, but yeah, you're painting like this, this uh, great picture of, of Wheeling when you grew up there is you were allowed to be naive. You were allowed to, you know, grow up, uh, I guess, quote unquote, like appropriately, like you had an age of innocence where in some places, as you're describing, that does not exist or, or cannot exist. And, you know, yeah. with with the right, uh, I guess, funding put in place or attention, you you know, yeah. that breeds for certain people that can breed like imagination and, uh, and you know, uh, they can aspire to do whatever they want. And I there's not a conversation yeah. that I have with anybody that's from uh, Boston or Chicago that I don't mention the fact that for whatever reason, I was not, I, I was not aware of these cities. Like, not that I did, I knew that they existed, obviously. Yeah. But I wasn't aware of what they offered. And yeah. growing up in Florida, it was, it, I mean, it, it seems like it was too much to ask, you know, a guidance counselor to be like, Hey, you know, what about Chicago? Or like, you know, this is what I would know about or, you know, a teacher to say like, hey, yeah, you know, there's a, you know, a lot of colleges in Boston or whatever. And I always feel mm -hmm. like those cities, um, I wouldn't even say they get overlooked, but those those cities, Chicago and Boston are so rich in history. Yeah. And and it's really like a crash course in being next to people and living amongst. Yeah. And I, wish, cities, I, I wish I had that. that. Yeah. 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 And I'm yeah. so, oh, I'm it so. It was nice impressed. to grow up like very close to like a proper, proper city. Yeah. And you yeah, can go there. Like, big buildings. As you said, yeah. When you were a bad kid and you're skipping class, like, you would go to, <laughs> <clears throat> you would go where? You would go to. Uh, the Art Institute. Art I Institute. love the Art Institute. And <laughs> we would go to IO. We would go to see shows at IO. We saw oh, yeah. Sarah Haskins very early at IO, which was like pride of point. She's a writer and she's very funny. Um, uh -huh uh yeah and just like a lot of really great improv people we we started going to improv shows in in high school that was awesome that's why I got into improv because I was like I want to do this so when I yeah. moved to the city I started doing that um yeah and so we would go there at night and just 
we would go oh there was this place called the alley in downtown chicago and they would they sold like all all the alt stuff and you could get like pierced and tattooed there and stuff and it was the alley the alley yeah um (laughs) the alley i think the radio advertisements oh god remember radio (laughs) never listen to the radio anymore only podcasts exist only podcasts have ever existed yeah, this is, I'm glad I can span the generation of like using a pen to twist a cassette tape and like now, and, like Netflix and Spotify. So I'm right. glad I remember the old ways. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we would just. Art was accessible. Like the, yeah. the only thing that was in my hometown was dinner theaters that, I don't know, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody sold me that great on a dinner theater. A lot of clanking and, you know, someone's trying to do, 12 brides 12 brothers or whatever the hell. Yeah. <laughs> we did uh, that we did that in in we did that musical did seven really? brides for seven brothers seven brides. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. they added a couple that you know 12, 12. yeah it was a big theater company <laughs> down there so they added a couple brides and brothers yeah um but yeah that was never uh pitched well and then we had the dolly museum in tampa which was too yes, far away I've... and also like well pretty trippy yeah Tampa's cool. Tampa's like got a cool little scene happening. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I was just, uh, oh my goodness. I was talking to somebody about this uh, recently, but you spent <laughs> some time in Florida um, over the pandemic. Uh, yeah. And you said you have, uh, you have some notes. You have yes, notes. I have some notes. I do. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, I wrote them down. I'll, okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll write these down as well and we'll get them. Uh, yeah. We'll get them to Florida. The Florida general. Yeah. Yes. He's known for reading and paying attention. Um, <laughs> so, so screened in backyards. I've never seen it before. Oh, really? Before. Do you know what that's called? Yes. The proper name? You know, the proper no, name? No. It's called a lanai. Lanai. Ooh, I know. Isn't like that fancy? Name too. Isn't that? Really? Yeah. Lanai. I was explaining this to. Um... I got my lanai repaired the other day. There was a <laughs> hole in it from a bird that died. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Clutching my pearls. I yes. love it. You're outdoors, but nothing is biting you. And things bite in Florida. So let me tell you, yeah. the only thing, okay, this may turn into whatever the pros that you have. I will let's cut all the political stuff and now we're only doing <laughs> funny stuff now. I will explain to you. Yes, yes, exactly. I will explain to you why the Lanai exists because that is to deter. <laughs> lizards uh of all shapes and sizes and alligators and wildlife from uh entering your home <laughs> it's like an additional like force field physical barrier yeah um and um, and 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 also like as you're describing the lanai you're talking like a you you described it as a uh fence uh uh, screened in backyard screened in backyard yes screen your whole backyard there's a roof and walls and it's all like air it's great and also mosquitoes. Yes, uh, yes. That's to keep out mosquitoes. Yes. Florida, you know, uh, I mean, whoever created A lizard that, did genius. fall on me when I oh. was leaving our apartment that we were renting uh, our Airbnb. It fell on my head and I was like, I thought it was just like the heaviest leaf I'd ever experienced. And I was like, <laughs> blah, 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 and then it like scurried away. And I was like, I'm going back inside now. Oh my so, goodness. I knew yeah. kids that would pick up pick up those lizards and just like dangle them and be like, oh, look at this guy. And then they would put it on their ear like an earring. That's really funny. Real That's crazy a funny people. joke. It's a good way to get your salmonella. Um, <laughs> just, a, just a, 
<laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. What, uh, what else did you, okay. Uh, um, Publix is amazing, obviously. And I think it's because yeah. the people are treated really well that work there. Um, okay. yeah, I hope they make a lot of money cause they deserve it. Publix is so great. It's everything that was promised. Um, it is, it's the, it's the part of the new world. <laughs> um, Publix, why is it so great? Um, yeah, there's the deli yeah. counter is always, uh, yeah impressive and deli counter. yeah and they'll make you like a chicken finger sandwich which is like it's like what? subway but with chicken fingers oh am i teaching you about Publix? that's uh, oh no <laughs> no but that yeah that's yeah. everyone's like, typical no. response like a chicken <laughs> finger great. sandwich what uh, it's just I a did... very nice it's a nice place it's pleasant i was in tampa in uh december for a show at ruth eckard hall and uh, I was performing that weekend and I, uh, a bunch of my buddies came into town because it was a week before Christmas. And one of the first things we did was go to Publix and uh, everybody, you know, that had come from Boston or surrounding areas uh, or other states, uh, they were noticeably more excited to visit Publix than to <laughs> see me at a theater. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, All right, cool, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. Publix, yeah, Publix great. great. Both my grandma um, and my mom work there. Yeah, uh, something I didn't really understand until I lived in California and then understood even more when we lived in Florida, beaches. Beaches mm. in Chicago are rocky. There's, it's ice cold water and they, there's just dead fish everywhere. Ooh. So like tiny ones. So it just stinks. And then there's lots of birds and it's just rocks. Like the, even when there's sand, it's like very rocky uncomfortable terrible like I was just like what is the why why is everyone like the beach the beach I'm like <sighs> beaches suck but then I went to Siesta Key and I was like oh, oh I get it it's like walking on flower mm. it's amazing uh, we had so something beautiful. yeah you got to hit the right beach in Florida yeah. because uh there, were there some, are some rocky ones yeah well rocky in a literal sense and also uh sketchy uh, ah. like, uh, and also a little further down the Gulf coast, you'll see, you'll come up with some red tide, mm. um, which, yes. uh, I don't even know what it is, but don't it's, get a mouthful. Uh, it's poop tide. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> it's a, a poop fish blood and BP's oil. Oh God. What are we doing? Uh, I have a terrible idea. Uh, but, but also, yeah, that's so interesting. There are a lot of, you know what, now that you're describing Siesta Key and the beaches that you visited, oh, like that, the beaches in Florida are analogous to say bars anywhere else. Like there's a dive beach, dive yeah. bar. There's like yeah. an upscale beach, upscale bar. I, I never considered it like that though. Yeah, we went to ones that were like more sporty, mm -hmm. more, you know, like there's vibes. It's nice. It definitely informs yeah. exactly that definitely informs my decision like all right is mm -hmm. this a dive beach uh bar situation mm -hmm. uh all right what else what else uh did you know, um, take note of thunderstorms are my favorite so i was really excited for that part of it because we don't get like rain here ever right um let's see um let's get into some notes some just some 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 areas that could be improved first off republicans <laughs> lousy with republicans sure sure yeah we're very uh yeah no offense but offended by them existing um sure so sure gated communities yeah uh, that i used to think is, yeah well, i used to think that that was the epitome of luxury like oh she lives in a gated did. community yeah. whoa cool mm -hmm. 
but also a freezer cake and gated community (laughs) (laughs) exactly Uh, yeah what uh, what else uh what else were you so there was a golf course, like our apartment was like on a golf course, like everything is on a golf course in Florida and you can't walk on the paths. You're like not allowed. There's no, I know you can't walk on the greens. I understand that the greens need to be preserved, sure. but there's these cement path, like there's paved paths for all the carts around all of the courses. And you're like, just not allowed to just take walks on them. Cause you'll like get in the way of people, but also that at night when there's no one, you're still not allowed to do it. And I'm like, this is such a waste. This is terrible. So I don't like that. I thought that was stupid. That's also an interesting um, thing. It's that catch 22 of uh, we don't expect, because <clears throat> when you say don't walk on the sidewalks, I think that is to deter uh, kids or uh, young adults or teenagers from, you know, hanging out in that area. And yeah, but I, who cares? <laughs> exactly. Because Let that's the, ca- the catch 22 is there's, there, you know, anyone below, 35 40 i'm being conservative i'm being yeah. nice to my friends over there um anyone below 40 they're expected to uh there's nothing for them but they're expected to you know behave well and yeah. then and then you know there's nothing for them so they're ignored so you know what are they supposed to do yeah you know? exactly it's like you know, um let's walk around yeah. let's take a walk and there's no like you know a golf course could be a public park wouldn't that be nice yeah that's what i'm saying thank you Malcolm Malcolm between well, these yeah. hours uh-huh. otherwise it's just like empty space i don't know um so i was a little confused by that i am you know not my ways not my not my culture sure, but, sure, sure. Um, yeah and i um also just literal dinosaurs in every body of water is um <laughs> A little scary um, like i said i have dinosaur neighbors still and they're just like just at night when it's just like a black inky darkness out there you're just like wow somebody could just run up to me <laughs> drag me and my dog away yeah and we saw some which was cool i always wanted to see one and that was neat but then we started seeing them everywhere and then you're like well this is actually really scary that <laughs> these are like real monsters one is cute 20 uh will scare the hell out of you yeah yeah and they're just lying in the sun like oh this is just what i do i just lie in the sun i don't like drag everything to a watery grave you know (laughs) actually that's how i prefer to eat dinner Uh, (laughs) just like grab it and like snatch it under the covers exactly uh all right i'll bring i'll bring those notes to um the head of florida um (laughs) before okay before we leave (laughs) yes exactly Mayor I've been too time. hard on Guy Fieri. I think he's actually, I think he's on the side of right, actually. Justice for Guy. Honestly, yeah, this might honestly. be his year. I think so. We should I give be, him I his think flowers. we all need to dye our hair and just wear whatever the hell we want and just go for it. Eat the Absolutely. french fries. Why not? I think Billie Eilish will eventually evolve into Guy Fieri. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I could it. see that. I could see that happening. The flame yeah, shirt, yeah. the blue hair goes to you know blonde she likes to play with her she likes to play with her look i could see it happening also those uh, shirts look really comfortable oh yeah she just a, rules just a, just a breezy button down if guy fieri is to food guy fieri is to food what billy eilish is to music Ooh. stylistically I mean, have, influenced like a lot of excessiveness i feel like he kind of leans into like we ate we ordered from his restaurant we got takeout from his restaurant and the food was really good nice but the names were just like 
you know, fried pickle extreme bonanza or that's not even good. Sorry. That's bad. But read the menu. It's so, it's like very like, ah, which is, you know, and it, it's good, but He's, it's a little yeah. silly. At some point, every celebrity Pick chef, be, every celebrity chef at some point becomes a parody of themselves. Mm -hmm. I was on the one cruise that I was ever on. Um, there were three Guy Fieri restaurants on the cruise. Wow. Thank you, Carnival. Good yeah. for him. Good for him. I know, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> was it one like fine dining? Because usually uh, there's like levels. There's like the fast food restaurant, right. the mid the mid tier restaurant, and then there's like, oh, let's dress up for a night. These were right. These were all of the what you would from the suburbs. I've been on one cruise as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of his restaurants on the cruise were what you would consider a sit down restaurant, ah, quote unquote. Nice. Um, but not to say fine dining. It was like pizza twenty four hours burgers 24 hours or uh guys tacos 24 hours or whatever nice you know, you label them. tacos good <laughs> can't go wrong yeah all right well uh before we get too hungry i want to go in the last segment here before we wrap things up one last thing one good thing sarah if i find myself in wheeling illinois uh what is one i know uh, you had a lot of notes a lot of things we wanted to talk about conversation <laughs> conversation steered here and there but um if there's one thing you want people to know about wheeling illinois uh what would it be Okay. Um, one thing to know, one thing to check out. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. I would say, um, <laughs> try to time your visit to one of our many, uh, three-day weekend local fairs. Um, oh. they're not all wheeling. Wheeling used to have a really cool one called family fest, but then the Catholic church decided that bingo was a sin and we weren't allowed to have family fest anymore. But when <laughs> I was a little kid, it was on the 4th of July weekend. There were like elephant like literal elephants like I rode an elephant as a child which again I did not realize was like a thing that other people didn't get to do right um and now I actually like regret that very much but I was a kid like what the hell was I supposed to do about it but family yeah. fest was really fun we'd have like a big parade like a roller skating pizza slice um I would say a roller skating want, pizza slice yeah for the local pizza restaurant which I've now learned is the name of it is actually was like a slur and it's like an old, oh old slur for like Italians. Oh my God. But yeah. I Tell me off air. They're like, um, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Oh and it gosh. had this really distinct pizza that was like thick and flowery dough, like doughy, thick and flowery. And like the sauce is like a little beery and boozy, which oh, I now, wow. I didn't know that then. And it's like really distinctive pizza. And people were so worried when this place closed that they wouldn't be able to get this like weird pizza anymore that another pizza restaurant like bought the recipe and now you can get um i, I want to plug it but i don't want to say the word no I'm no it was a slur that's um, so funny let's bring it hey let's bring that back slurs. you know what yeah italian slurs? <laughs> yeah <laughs> italian slurs uh, we've yeah, got yeah yeah, we've, yeah anyhow uh anyway, tell me so, off, tell, yeah. please tell me off air and uh maybe i'll mention yeah. in the intro yeah definitely <laughs> Oh my God. Can I just tell one, one more story? You must. Yeah, absolutely. Like this was the, one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me. So I went on the press tour, the international press tour when I was working on Cosmos. So I was on mm -hmm. the road with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Andrianne, and we were, we went to London, we went to, um, Singapore and Sydney. Okay. And we were in Singapore at this, if, if you, if anyone ever gets the chance to go to a Nat Geo party, it doesn't sound like much, but no. let me tell you, Nat Geo knows how to throw a party. They 
I've been to several Nat Geo parties and damn, Nat Geo knows how to throw parties. <laughs> we'll be serving really? food that will be served on Mars, but also great cocktails. So <laughs> it's just, it's always in like this beautiful space. So we were on a rooftop in Singapore Whoa. and I was just, it was like a very high flying event, obviously. And I'm so excited to be there. And I went to the bathroom to just catch my breath a minute. And I look at the lock on the bathroom stall and it was manufactured in Wheeling, Illinois. No kidding. Yeah, because uh, there's a healthy industrial air um, industry. There's a couple industry par industri industrial parks How there. Cool. And one of them makes bathroom fittings. So the next time you're in a public restroom, or maybe every time from now on, as I do, just look and see where the, the like <clears throat> some of the metal parts of your stall might have been made, the lock. But I was in like a random bathroom on the other side of the world, wow. having this like amazing thing happen. To, like it was just doing these amazing things with amazing people. And then it's just like, oh, it's like, that's where I'm from too. And we're both here. And I don't know, it's just still one of like the weirdest things that's ever happened to me. And coincidences really really cool sometimes life is life is neat it's all cyclical and yeah you heard it here yeah. first folks sarah moselle gets nostalgic in bathroom stalls in bathrooms it's just, <laughs> it just takes me back <laughs> i love it well sarah i cannot thank you enough for your time uh really right. appreciate it gotta get the name of that gotta get the name of that old pizza place well do you know the name of the new one that uh took uh or uh, purchased the recipe? rosati's so you rosati's. go to rosati's on arlington heights road road that's everybody road. go to rosati's on arlington heights road <laughs> go to you, can get a, you can get a slice of it starts with a w and i'll leave it there okay i think w i know you pizza okay <laughs> at, get yeah. the w at rosati's uh before yeah. we leave <laughs> i have to give a huge shout out to my production team uh, of mike gina justin collier kelvin dawn peter lauren s shane Matt Ashen, Matt Pabian, we know Matt Pabian, uh, Chris oh, McLeod, Lindsay, and then of course, Tim and Allie in the great state of Texas. Sarah, thank you so much uh, for your time and uh, you know letting us know about Wheeling, Illinois. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, sorry I got so sad and political. You know what? I really didn't mean to, but that's what, those were my thoughts, I guess, when I was there. Really sometimes, so, yeah, sometimes you just gotta use it. You know what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we are all the more smarter for it. Covered a lot of ground. We went NFTs. We went yeah. uh, Italian slurs, mm -hmm. uh, uh, pop punk, Ball and everywhere boy. in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. There you uh, go. <clears throat> all right. Well, Sarah, thanks all so right. much for your time. Floridians, thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.